0: and capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the Clary Podcast. It is Tuesday, and uh, the, the fates are against me. The fates are always against you. They're always against you. Never enough time, never enough money. And that's how the entire profession of economics was born. That is the entire battle that that humankind has been going up against. Today. Not enough time, not enough money. And there is technically no such thing as money. It's only time that's human time that's been converted into an exchangeable medium of good. And I've had economists argue that's not technically blah, blah, blah. and it, it's it's like the Star Trek nerds and the Star Wars nerds. you know they got nothing else in their life except to point out technicalities because they've never had the intelligence to come up with an original observation or epiphany on their own. They lack the intellectual ability and the power to advance a study or discipline, come up with new observations, further advance humankind's understanding of itself. You see, it doesn't have the seven requirements of a currency. It's not fungible. It's not a good store of value. So money is not just, I remember one one economist, if you could call him that. He was literally arguing with me that, no, no, that's not it. It's not, and, and it's too. It's so much to the point. I'm, I'm convinced of this because I'm right. Money is time, to such an extent that, uh, you know, the, the night is dark and the, the daytime is light. Uh, that I intend on writing a book down the road, many years once I'm, once I'm cooped up, recouped up, uh, about substituting out everything in economics with time, doing an entire uh, uh, book on economics through the looking glass of time we would get rid of money money would still play a role in terms of pricing but all be about time and then uh it it wouldn't make it should be it should make be a new york times bestseller, but it won't be because i don't have the connections i don't know anyone at simon and schuster i don't know anyone at penguin public and i don't care i don't care you will make more money as an author avoiding those people uh than if you did try to go the original route how you guys doing? The old captain is working off a hangover. I had my first drink in about eleven months. The uh, the GF uh, got basically just just spilled the motorcycle, and I was so pissed. I was like, "God damn it! You've had the damn thing three days, and you already spilled it." And uh, the old so now the old captain doesn't have a motorcycle riding buddy this summer. And I was pissed, and I was in a very bad mood. I'm like, you know what? I was going to wait a year until I drank again. I was going to wait that or paying off the house. I'm simply waiting on one check before I can start paying off, before the house is paid off. A big one, obviously. I'm like, forget it. I'm just going to go and have it. And I knew. The old captain knew. It's like, it's been a long time. I can't just go back to drinking like I was when I was a pro. And so uh, I, ner- I only had three drinks, not, I'm not joking, three drinks over the course of about five or six hours. And then the next morning I woke up at about 10, and I stayed in bed until 9 p.m. Uh, that day, which was yesterday. Uh, and it wasn't even, not necessarily nauseous, it was just weak, wiped out, I was sweat. I'm like, and, and, there was no benefit, no benefit. Normally you get that fix, ah, ah, booze my friend, alcohol my friend, that, that numbs my senses, that makes me a little bit false, hey, I know, I know it's fake, I know it's a hit, it's a drug just like any other, but at least I would have had that dopamine hit and fix, I would have been relaxed, and I would not even be, I wouldn't necessarily be happy, but I wouldn't be angry anymore, and uh, I, didn't even, I didn't even get a hit, I didn't even get a buzz, nothing, I'm drinking, I'm like, well, nothing's happened, what happened? And then all of a sudden, for the price I had to pay, was basically lost a day, lost my Monday. And if I lose my Monday, that means I'm far behind on everything else because that's that's the day where, I'm like, all right, what we got to do this week? Let's knock it all out now. Let's get ahead of the game. So the rest of the week I'm not rushed, and so now I'm behind the eight ball. And, uh, and yeah, it was totally not worth it. And then it just and then there was a, there was like a philosophical consequences. Because I was like, all right, now I'll have I'll have a vice again. No, I don't even want to. Like, yeah, they say, oh, I don't want to drink, or you're an alcoholic. You know, oh, I don't want to drink. Well, yeah, you'd actually do. There's nothing more that you'd rather do than drink. Uh, you're just saying that because of health reasons and other things, and that you shouldn't drink. That's it. This time, no. There is no way, no way. For for the amount of pain and agony, and there was no upside on this. Th- None of it. Had my Rumpelmans thinking like, ah, my good friend Rumpy. Nope. Not my friend, no more. Yeah, so I was like, all right, that. So now, it's kind of like, all right, what? If, there's no vice. <laughs> well, life without vice? Like, I ain't gonna do no hard drugs. I ain't gonna do no light drugs. But man, now I'm like, well, that was kind of my standby. That was my go-to. Now I don't have that. And I think the only thing left is maybe work. That's the only thing to do. You got all this free time in the world, well, what do you do? I got nothing else to do. Might as well write another book. Might as well write or do another podcast. Might as well go ahead, write up another article. And so that 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 option is gone. And I was I was even gonna. My entire house being paid off. I, I was gonna have a celebration. I was gonna go rent a limo with my buddies, and we just go bar hop to the different bars. Well that even changed. That plan of hell if I'm going to the bar now. I had like seven, eight bars. I'm like, yeah, we should be able to do that. We start off in the morning, wear my tuxedo, be all fancy schmancy, big celebration, biggest accomplishment in my life. And the whole thing was centered around, yeah, we're going to try, this is my favorite cocktail joint in Minneapolis. This is my favorite cocktail joint in St. Paul. This is a swanky place. We're just going to sit there and, and, and celebrate and relax. Like, no, no way. Mm-mm. So now it's just like, ah, do I even want to rent the limo? I'm, I'll be driving now. I don't need a sober cab. So let's think about renting a a high-end Mustang. I really like like the Cobra Mustangs. Who doesn't? Uh, But yeah, that totally threw it. I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'll just do dinner. (laughs) Maybe I'll invite everybody out to one place. Like, hey, come here and celebrate the house being paid off. I'll be sitting there with my water and my coffee. I actually have become more of a connoisseur of coffee. Not that I didn't know there was good or bad coffee. Because if any of you went to church, you know the worst coffee in the world is the after-service basement church coffee. Church basement coffee. That's the worst coffee in the world. With the ham sandwiches. And if you're a Missouri city, you're lucky enough to get a pickle. But that is like, that's just liquid cardboard you're drinking there. But, over the course of time, it's kind of like, ah, what do you want? Well, the GF is going to have a real drink and I'll have some coffee. And then you start noticing the different variants and flavors and qualities of coffee. Man, there's some bad, life is too short to drink bad coffee. Oh, by the way, hang on, hang on. There we go. I got this in the mail. Conservative brew. This is from some guys. Um, they're in Minneapolis too. Yeah, conservative brew, Minneapolis. So they're local guys, and they contacted me, and they said, "Hey, we're uh, making this as like a private label coffee. I haven't tried it yet." Uh, but it's conservative brew, and um, I know the great one himself is gonna uh, disagree with me on this, and I know a lot of my friends. But I do not like Black Rifle Coffee. Uh, we ordered a bunch of it because I'm like, look, I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not giving my money to these communist leftists, faux capitalists. I'm not giving it to Starbucks, and I know that Caribou and Dunn Brothers, those are more local ones here. Yeah, I think Caribou is more capitalistic, or at least they don't sermon or proselytize to you about how great they are. We do all organic. It's Fair Trade coffee. Look at this. There's like even this place called Peace Coffee over in Minneapolis. I was thinking about setting up a private label called War Coffee. But anyway, the larger point is so like you don't have to give some communist leftist fricks. It's curse-free. Uh, really, that's that's all it is. Academia, public sector, schools, and baristas those are the industries that employ leftists and i'm like i'm not giving i'm not gonna i'm not going to the i don't care how damn good the coffee is and about two years ago i did like a a coffee shop tour i'd go to different coffee restaurants or coffee shops uh, in the twin cities and i try and then no doubt very good coffee don't get me wrong i just don't want to give i'm not paying you four bucks for a cup of coffee uh, where three of it goes to some leftist, leftist cause. I, I'm very happy to help out the people in Central America and the other crappy second world and third world crap holes where they can't get their act together and they can't somehow, oh, us good old westerner and white folk gonna come in here and help you with coffee beans. We're going to pay you what's fair! Did you ever look to see what the exchange rate is to find out what's fair? No, we just, I think $5 an hour is what we should live. They, we live down that here. They should get it over in, in Nicaragua. You do know that if you do that, you're going to totally warp the labor market over there. You're going to cause more damage than you are good. I just think and I feel that's all that matters. You do uh, know that if you pay that much, they're going to completely repurpose and redesign their economy. To be a commodity-based a commodity, namely coffee, and all the problems that come with, it, like having you know only oil, like Venezuela and Saudi Arabia, like you you don't diversify your economy, you don't have other sources because because the stupid Americans ended up warping you. You understand the problem now? They could have been really great banana growers, but now we're we're supplanting, and they have they're nothing but coffee now. What if like people you find out coffee's got cancer in it? Now what? All oh, the, the the hundreds of millions, a quarter billion people that you've employed man. anyway. So, I just, me, among millions of others, got sick and tired of buying coffee, were predominantly of we'll go to leftist people. And so then there's Black Rifle Coffee. They came up. Great, great marketing. Coffee sucks. The coffee sucks. I tried the AK 47. What is it? Black Death. Um, we got three or four of them, and they're just not that good. They're just not that good. And I was like, God dang it, you know, like, if, if, I really want a good coffee. Really, I do, I want a good coffee. I go, I go to the, the local Caribou down here in the WBL, and I get my morning coffee. Uh, but it's, not, it's just not that good, so we, it's just sitting there in the fridge. You know, it's kind of like, eh, do we really want to, eh, we might as well make this. Use an entire bag just so you can get some flavor out of it. So anyway, these new kids, they had hustle. They had hustle. They say, hey, we're starting this thing, conservative brew. Uh, do you, you know, Can we write some posts and tell everybody on your thing? No. I get to do that to other people's site. I get to brag about how great I am. People don't get to do that. I say, give me some coffee. Give me some free coffee. I'll sample it. And then if I like it, yeah, I'll tell people about it. But I, I'll tell you this right now. I will gladly promote these people simply because they had the hustle it's been i think 72 hours and the guy he got me the coffee right away in the mail had hustle entrepreneurship that right there alone is worth rewarding and it's a conservative brew hang on let's find it on the internet and keep in mind i haven't tried it yet so i don't know if it's you know hang on www.conservativebrew is this it yeah, conservativebrew.com. So if you guys want to go there and try some coffee. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm, I'm aiming. I'm hoping to God it's good. I'm hoping to God it's really great coffee. <clears throat> Where I'm like, wow, this is this is just as good as the caribou. Uh, but it's going to conservative people, non-leftists. Uh, and then basically I'm going to try and negotiate. Say, look, I'll keep plugging you for free if you keep, keep me supplied in good coffee. That's a fair trade. You send me, I don't know, we don't go through that much. Half the reason I go get coffee is so I have a place to go and get coffee. Um, And I don't know what happened. Oh, yeah, that's right. School's out. All the college girls are back. I'm like, why are they like, oh, yeah, that's right. School's out. So all the cute girls are in. Like, hey, there's some cute girls here. That's what they do. Let's go get coffee in the morning. I don't have to work. Daddy's paying for everything. And I'm going to break out my laptop, my Apple. So I look like I'm very intelligent doing things. And I'm like, eh, you're something to look at. And then, um, not to the extent, I'm not to the extent that cynical libertarian where he, he will go and watch uh, girls play volleyball. I don't have quite the obsession with uh, with the ladies like that. I'm also getting old. I'm also kind of like, eh, it's a pretty girl. <laughs> eh. Sorry, testosterone's going down, ladies. I don't care. i just like, hey, you're a pretty girl, but I'm not going to get worked up about it like I did when I was 19. You guys, yeah, when you're 19, oh, my God, I got to ask her out. Like this, this constant pounding in your head. You must go out and procreate. You must breed. You must go ask her out. And then you have this torture debate. Oh, should I ask her out? How do I ask her out? Oh, I got to do that. You're like, oh, man, it's taxing. Just tax it. And then you got the energy to do it when you're younger. Now it's kind of like, "I think I'm going to I'm going to enjoy my cup of coffee and just just look at you." That's that's I'm just going to appreciate the beauty that it is cuz that's probably the number 1 thing. It's probably the best trait right now I got. I I really don't want to talk. I really don't want to listen. I, I, I don't want to feign interest in your boring hot. Ha- I just I'm just going to look at you like a like a work of art and then I'll let you and then I'll be like, "Oh, that was a pretty girl." Uh, anyway, so yeah, it's, um, I'm going to get at least one segment in, and then I got to go nurse the motorcycle to the repair shop. The repairs are beyond my ability. I was able to get it running. I was able to remove some things. I was even able to remove the shifter, but I couldn't hammer it out and iron it out, so I have to, like, really shift weirdly with my foot now. Oh, can you girls just take care of your things? Can you just take care of your things? Oh, hang on. That was the alarm. Time to get up. Although I did sleep what? 24 hours in the past? No, even more probably. What did I do? I have three. Three, that's 12. Plus six. I literally did get out of bed at, at 9 p.m. Um, 12 plus six is 18. Then I stayed up three, went to bed at one, got up at 9.30, eight, 18, 26 hours in the past 30-ish or so. Oh, did I lose a day? Did I lose? Oh, and, and it was so bad. Well, it wasn't that bad, but it was, it was bad enough where I'm like, I didn't care. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to lie here. I'm just going to lie here. I'm not going to move, because if I move, there's pain. And sometimes I get like these... These sweats, I just sweat right through my shirt. Oh, it was horrible. Horrible. Never doing that again. It's at least liberating. It's kind of like, oh, I don't have... It, it's not even necessarily that there was a monkey on the back. It was more of a... Uh, maybe I should know. There's no... there's. No, it's like, uh, now what? Oh, I don't know. What else is there to do on the earth? Oh, hey, let's go ride some more. Let's go climb more mountains. Let's go do it. I just wish there was people around. God almighty wish everyone would be self-employed on the internet. Why can't you? get You don't even have to be self-employed. You just have to be employed on the internet. How hard? What? Why can't? Ah. Anyway. All right. Well, let's do some sponsors here. Word of sponsor, let's go. Then when I come back from the motorcycle place, then I'll we'll do news. Not a lot of news. Then again, I haven't been paying attention to the news at all. Uh, today, well, not today. <clears throat> the month of June, worthless degree awareness month for the next, what, three days? Uh, if you are a young individual or an old individual and you have someone who's young in your life who's about to go to college or you are going to go to college and you don't know what to study, uh, why don't you get the book Worthless? All right? you, you do not have the time or money to afford wasting uh, those four years of your life and Lord knows how much of your and your parents' money worthless college degree so make sure that when and if you do go to college you're going for the right thing you you just don't look if you don't major in stupid sh- stuff you're going to be coming out ahead of you'll be beating the average 30-year-old i know i know everybody since kindergarten on it's all been school what are your grades what are your gpa yeah gpa quickly ends becoming the most important measure what what becomes probably the ultimate measure is your net worth. Not that money is the only thing, but it shows you how much how much freedom you basically have. If you have a high positive net worth, you're good, you're free. You don't have to answer to anybody. Or you're very closer to not having to answer to anybody. If you got debts, you're a slave. So one of the one of the best things you could do, if not the best thing you could do, is not major in stupid BS. It will pay dividends for the rest of your life, for decades. Even if you don't go to school, if you don't know what to study, then don't go to college. Get Reconnaissance Man instead. Read that. Those two books right there, *Worthless* and Reconnaissance Man. You spend the, what, 20, 25 bucks, depending on what format you get it, to have both of those books. And it'll, it'll save you decades of your life, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Please, that's the best investment you can make right now. So get those two books. I get it for people that are going to go. Uh, We have Praxy if you need to contact the captain through, you know, directly, Emergency Asshole Consulting. Go to get the Praxy app, P-R-A-X-E-Y, and you can contact the captain through your phone. It's basically FaceTime, but it's $2 a minute. So if you have an emergency asshole consulting situation, come up, and you need to contact me, you could download the Praxy app, contact me, you look for Asshole Consulting, but have your questions ready because I don't want to... I don't want you. I mean, I'd love to bill you for as much as possible, but I know everyone's on a budget and that I'd like to pride myself on speed and efficiency. So, the less time you're sitting there, uh, hey, well, uh well, uh, I think there's this girl, uh, I think she got, no, no, like, there's this girl in the, in the, in the, uh, my sophomore year in college, da 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 da, da 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 da, what do you think? And so, that's the most expeditious and cheap manner by which to contact me through practice. And then, if you happen to be an expert or, uh, Professional in one capacity or another, download the Praxi app, and you can offer your services. Be you a mechanic, a professional asshole like me, or any anyone, know, therapists. I don't know why. I've tried. I've tried to get different people who have skills that would lend themselves very well to this app, and no one, no one does it. No one. Well, okay, I can't take it. Uh, one guy did, uh, but most other people did not. And then I, I even I remember I was having dinner. Uh, this past week, and this guy that I hang out with, he's a mechanic. I'm like, dude, this is the perfect app for you. Sure enough, I get a proxy call. after have to take it, and I leave, and I come back. He goes, what was that about? And I just showed him how much money I made. I said, this is that thing I told you about. He's like, oh, I didn't know you could make money. I'm, I told you. I told you you could make money. Why would I tell you if you couldn't make money? Hey, here's this thing, and it don't do a diddly squat. Why don't you put it on your phone? No, I said, this would be great. You can make a lot of money. No one listens to me. Anyway, so you can contact the old Cappy uh, through the Praxi app. RealMarkBaxter.com. Go to RealMarkBaxter.com. Listen to another podcast if you get sick and tired. Listen to the old Captain here. We got my Amazon affiliate program if you want to go and help out the Captain, but none of the current sponsors I have are of any benefit to you. Uh, Why don't you do all your online shopping through my Amazon affiliate program? Go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Amazon banner do your shopping, that's it. That's all there is. It takes you right to the Amazon page. It's just that if you go through my site first, they know you came from my site, and then I get a 6 to 7% commission. You don't pay anymore, uh, and it helps out the old captain with hosting costs and all that other good stuff. We have uh, Black Man's Guide of Poverty. For all you black gentlemen out there who are in poverty and would like to get out, that book is for you. Yes, other minority men can read it, although it is specifically tailored towards black men. Uh, but it'll help out anybody in poverty, I guess. Uh, because there are the same things that hold down all men in poverty. <clears throat> it's just that it has a certain spin. Like, I got news for you. If you have kids outside a wedlock, doesn't matter if you're black or not. You're pretty much hosed. You're screwed. It's over. You major in stupid stuff, doesn't matter the color of your skin. It's over. <clears throat> You can get that on Amazon. All these books, except for Black Man's Got uh, Poverty, are available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. Uh, We have Enjoy the Decline. That's more for you leftists now. You think the end of the world is coming. The best thing about Trump is that he just pisses off the left so much. It's so—I don't even agree with him. I don't even like him that much. I was at best lukewarm with Donald Trump. But by God, the fact he pisses you left us off this much. I'm like cheering him on, and I like do whatever you want. I don't even care what his policies are. Just the, he could just sit there and play pickup sticks. If that pisses you guys off, fine, so be it. And he is—he is one of the most left-leaning Republicans. He, he was pro-gay marriage. First Republican president to be pro-gay marriage. Didn't beat around the bush. Oh man, the fact—I mean—and it would have been anybody. Didn't matter who was present, the left would come out and oh horrible Nazi! Yeah, it'd be the exact same, the exact same. Uh, so if you want, leftists, this get enjoy the decline. But for those of you who are on the right, and you're like ah I don't know about the future of the country, and you know it doesn't matter who's at the helm. You know President Trump is not going to save us. No one's going to save us. If you're like ah, I think it's over, yeah, you're right, it is. Get enjoy the decline, so you don't let it depress you. We have Curse of the High IQ, that's for all you smart people out there, which is everyone listening to this show, and I wish I was joking, but I'm not. I am not kissing your asses. If you're listening to the show, chances are you should be reading that book, Curse of the High IQ. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback on that. It's not the highest-ranked book I got in terms of star ratings, but in terms of what has compelled people to write thank-you letters and fan mail, that book right there. Well, okay, Black Man's Got of Poverty also did a fair amount. But Curse of the High IQ, which I think, obviously, wider appeal, um that has helped bring a lot of sanity to uh people, and the younger you are and the quicker you read that the like the like any other book the sooner you get wisdom, the better it's gonna do you but man don't go through life thinking thinking that there's something wrong with you. oh, I got the asperger's I got the autism, I got the a d h d no chances are you're just probably really smart, and everyone around you is an idiot, and you don't really understand what that translates into. Until you go and read through the book and realize the ramification like how that affects like for the longest time and I'm not joking, most of the smart they think they're dumb. And it's not that they're dumb, it's that they couldn't conform, they couldn't figure out, they think that there's something wrong with them because they're not with normy society. They don't meet the standards. Well, the standards are beneath you, not above you. You're not rising to those standards. It's a classic example. I you can't I can't do concerts, I just can't. A lot of people they can't do concert because like, why would I listen to this lousy music when well, I can listen to it for free on the radio in much better quality? And everyone's like, woo! Then they're lighting the cigarette lighters and everything like that. If you know, and you're like, oh, well, you're not cool. You didn't go to the this thing. You didn't get the shirt. And this is for you, high school kids. Like, oh, they went to see whatever the latest tour Hollywood or MTV has up there. I'm like, oh, you didn't go to this thing. Look at me. I got the shirt. I'm wearing this shirt because I went to the concert because I'm cool and you're not. Ugh. You actually think, oh man, it must be really great going to that concert. Then you, if you ever go to it, you're like, this sucks. This is boring. Only thing I'd be interested is to be like Guar. If it was Guar or KMFDM or um, Revolting Kai, Chi- all right, there we go. I've Otherwise, no, just. So if you don't understand why everyone goes to. Concerts or sports ball games or cheers on, or if you're just like, uh, why am I not getting it? I don't get life. If you don't get life, get Curse of the High IQ. James DePrisco.com. James DePrisco is the author of Economics of Catholic Subsidiarity. He's launched a new blog and podcast discussing free markets called Subsidiarity from a Catholic Perspective. It should be of interest to Catholics and other Christians who support free markets. Basically, uh, his book, The Economics of Catholic Subsidiarity, is the case and how to manual to fight against leftism politics feminism encroaching and infecting religion uh, you guys have a communist as a pope you don't have a pope who happens to be a communist you you have a communist um, i know you got your rules i know you can't just get rid of them uh, but i i'd be leaving <laughs> I'd be. it's it's just like it, does he does he talk about Catholicism, or is it all like, hey, help the second and third world because they didn't help themselves because uh, reasons. So that's jamesdeprisco.com, spelled D-E-P-R-I-S-C-O, jamesdeprisco.com. Uh, and then for all my books and everybody else's books, you can review the books on amazon.com. That'd be great. It helps with the sales. Write a review. Uh, that goes a far away. And then we got other people's books, Frank Servey's Uncle Nick, Burning the Midnight, And the dude, bro, next door, or the bro next door, uh, he also has Corporate Land Surviving Cubicle Warfare. He is hiring out my associate and colleague, Jim Fear, to put those into audiobooks so that I may actually go and read them sometime, but they sound great. Uh, Uncle Nick is about uh, a red pill, fictional character, 30 something guy, zero F's to give, and he just tells it like it is living in California, womanizing women and telling the truth to little kitties. And that's why he earns the respect of little kids and dogs, because they can sense that even, oh, he's Uncle Nick, he's a prick. All the parents say he's a bad influence, and the feminists say he's mean. But then they're like, no, he's not. He's like a really sweet, cool guy. He's like Uncle Nick. And so that way, uh, Uncle Nick wins in the end. But great book, uh, Frank Survey's Uncle Nick, spelled C-E-R-V-I. Look him up, and he has uh, other books as well. Run guts pull cones and pushing rubber downhill of Adam Pickett fame Adam is moving that's why I haven't seen anything podcast wise on his on his website he's he's moving across the world the planet probably settling in now uh but he's got his two books run guts pull cones and pushing rubber downhill you can go to his site pushingrubberdownhill.com, and read his that's his podcast blog and podcast you can download everything there and, um, yeah, I think Pushing Rubber Downhill is on av- available in paperback, Kindle, and audio. So is Ron Guts, Paul Cones. I hope you're done moving. I know moving's a pain in the ass, Adam, if you're listening. Um, and hopefully there are not beers with floral notes over in the country. They, I thought he was moving to Italy. He's not moving to Italy. I forgot where he's moving. I just hope there's no Dude bros with their startup uh, micro-brew. That's happening here in the Twin Cities. It happened. I knew that. I saw this five years ago in Colorado, where every little town I stopped in on my motorcycle, there was like, "Oh, brew pub here, man! A new, new brew pub, man! Another brew pub." I just don't like beer. Even when I drank, I didn't like beer. And now there's a brew pub in, in every every town, every suburb. It's like the six the six one two. That they thought it was very close. See, six one two is the area code of Minneapolis. See. That's yeah, 612, huh? Huh? Is that Yeah? I am happy to see brew pubs though come along. Because it is competition. The quality of beer is much higher now. And then what was it, Surly or Summit? One of uh St. Paul's original microbrews got bought up by the larger ones because the larger Anheuser Busch and Bud and all them, they realized hey, uh making stuff that looks like uh carbonated piss with a hint of copper with copper notes hey maybe maybe people are sick and tired of drinking Cores light maybe they'd like i don't even know why it took so long for it to diversify I, you know people would be willing to spend an extra 50 cents to get a beer that actually tastes like something with or without floral notes but it's it's overkill now it's it's every hipster i'm gonna start a brew pub i'm sure you are skippy you go have fun with your dude bros starting at that, that, that brew pub. Hey, let me guess. You're all going to have perfectly groomed beards, huh? Hey, are, are bicyclists going to be allowed? Is there, is there going to be a biking culture there? Wow, who saw that coming? You guys are so cutting edge. Uh, anyway, yeah, so visit Adam Pickett's site, pushingrubberdownhill.com. We have Marty Andrade's books, uh, Nixon's Guide to the Multiverse, and D.B. Cooper. He has other books out there as well. Just look up Marty Andrade. My favorite is Nixon's Guide to the Multiverse. That is a hilarious book. Um, I I haven't read a book that funny in a long time, but thank God I don't read a lot of books. But it was very clever. Very clever. Very intelligent writing. Uh, I would say with the humor on par with Victor Borga. Not slapsticky, but clever. Just really good wit. Very witty book. Uh, Nix's Guide to the Multiverse. And then Michael Kingswood. He's hes come out with his 48th book this week. Actually not. It's called The Pyracles Conspiracy. Uh, this is in addition to his uh, Glimmerville Chronicles. Uh, that is um, more Dungeons & Dragons science, uh, fantasy fiction. The Pyrocles Conspiracy is future space fiction stuff more. Um, what's it called? Science fiction? Star Trekky. And so if you like uh, science fiction, get The Pericles Conspiracy by Michael Kingswood. You can find Michael Kingswood's books available on Amazon.com. And uh, he expressly told me, I thought like, oh, this is for like adult, you know, young adult fiction. Like, no, they're for regular adults. I'm like, oh, okay. All right, dude, no. So they're for everybody. They're for everyone. Kids can like, I don't know what a five-year-old's gonna like it, but a 15-year-old, you know, young adult and regular adults. So, you know, those who just got pubes and those who have had pubes for quite some time, you can all get this book, uh, The Pericles Conspiracy. Just look up Michael Kingswood. Uh, Kerry Lutz's Viral Podcasting. If you are considering uh, getting into podcasting, which I encourage you to do, I encourage everybody to do that, uh, get Kerry Lutz's Viral Podcasting. You can find that on Amazon.com. He's doing the voice for it. I don't know if it's come out in audiobook yet. But uh, Kerry Lutz, our friend, you can visit him at financialsurvivalnetwork.com. I'm sure you can order his book directly there. But another podcast, if you want to get into precious metals, survival investing, stuff like that. Kerry always has different economists on, uh, different people who are experts in the field of currencies and government debt and cryptocurrencies and all that. You will get a good education by tuning into Financial Survival Network. And he's smart enough to have me on occasionally. Smart enough to have me. I think I'm more the... The... Um, what do they call it? comic relief he'll get really highbrow, intelligent economists on and then i come on. i'm like hey yeah i'm starting this thing called silver dollar bikini <laughs> nah nah screw bitcoin i had the silver dollar bikinis that's the future that's the future where we're going at so you can visit them financialsurvivalnetwork.com now listen man i like the news you guys like the news from drug reports uh main page normally i don't like going to the main page I like to find more eccentric and unique articles. This is good. This is good. Because everybody over in Silicon Valley, you're all such good leftists. You're not big corporations. You're not evil big corporations, are you? Google slapped with 2.7 billion EU fine. Euro. Fine over search results. Uh, Brussels, the European Union's antitrust regulator, on Tuesday fined Alphabet Incorporated's Google a record $2.71 billion saying its search engine stacks the deck in favor of its own comparison shopping service, a move that threatens far-reaching ramifications not just for Google but for the design of products and services from other increasingly dominant tech. Ge- See, it wasn't... Sub- guys, Europe, you're supposed to let Google go. Google is not evil Microsoft. Google is good. And Google, you guys, you guys vote the right way. You donate your money. Oh, I know you guys offshore all your money uh, uh, worse than, than Mitt Romney ever did I know you guys pay zero like was it John no GE all you big leftist corporate oh you can't wait to donate to Hillary's campaign but if when it comes to actual actual action when it comes to actual money you guys are more Republican than the evil most bankster scum of bankster scum a lot of, a lot of good all that virtue signaling got you guys huh uh, if the ruling sets a precedent that sticks, Google and other large tech firms may have to rethink how they plan to profit from some of their most popular offerings. Antitrust experts and tech executives say that question arises in scenarios where tech giants have introduced major innovations like Google's search engine that become gateways to the internet. EU regulators worry that tech firms, by inserting themselves into such a key role of funneling and directing consumer traffic, could take unfair advantage. See, I hear it. this is where it's good to have principles. This is where it's good to have rules, like the transporter. I don't care if you got a natural monopoly. I don't care if you're the first and you develop and you and you have the like. Uh, what is it when uh, Microsoft put uh, Explorer in and embedded it into the operating system? You know what? Fine, you get to do that. You're the one that you you won it fair and square. Don't Apple people don't come. You didn't win it fair and square. I remember 1989? Don't 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 send me that stuff. Microsoft went it fair and square, and they can leverage whatever else they want on their on their dominant platform. Google's got the number one search engine. Go ahead. All right, you earned it. You're not like uh, Elon Musk where it's, hey, government, give me money and help me out, make my little funny electric cars because I want my hobby here. Although I'll give him a little bit more credit than I will your average. Uh, he actually wants to create an electric car, unlike Solendra and all the other gimme-dats and non-engineering types that just want government money. But go ahead, they have every right, every right. Go ahead. You you you, you won it. You did. Oh, well, guess what? I guess you do get to run into anti-regulatory trust issues. I guess you are big evil corporations, no matter how much you try and spin it otherwise. Because the left will eat its own because it's all about the money. They don't care. They don't care where the money comes from. If there's no one else to go after, or there's no evil right-wing entity to go after by gosh, if you got billions of dollars like Google does, uh, they're gonna come after you. I wish you leftists would learn that. They're going to come after your your friends, quote friends. People off to your left? Never punched left? Yeah, they're coming after you. They are coming after you. Google general counsel counsel Kent Walker said we respectfully disagree with the conclusions announced today. The company will review the decision and consider an appeal. How Google ends up changing its business model to comply with the EU ruling could eventually apply to any way that Amazon, Facebook, or anyone else's offers to search for products or services, depending on what sort of bottleneck they impose on the process, said Michael A. Carrier, a law professor at Rutgers University. All these good leftists, and now they're successful, and now they're like, oh, wait, what? Do they, you, you wonder, is Bezos and all these guys, they say, wait, this is supposed to happen to us, what's going on? I really wonder if they think of that. You know, like, wait, huh? We're on your side. In her announcement of the Google decision, EU antitrust chief Margareth Vestager stressed that dominant companies have special responsibilities not to hinder competition in their own market or any other. They're not allowed to abuse their power in one market that gives them an advantage in another, she said. Well, why not? Well, here's an interesting little chart. Scrapping. A scorecard for where each case stands. Comparison shopping. Formal probe. Formal charges. Google's replies. EU decision. Court appeals. No. The EU has already indicated it is looking at some uh, at the same potential issue in relation to some of the newest innovations Silicon Valley is pushing, including voice-activated digital assistance, which often provide a sole answer in response to a query. We're on the brink of doing more oral search. <laughs> really? Which, of course, possesses Opposes new challenges when it comes to enabling people to have a choice, Ms. Festiger said in a March interview. Amazon has more than 25 million U.S. users for its voice-enabled Echo speaker devices, giving it more than 70% of the smart speaker market ahead of Google Home, which has 23% according to research firm eMarketer. Earlier this month, Apple announced its own smart speaker device called HomePod. Research firm Ovum predicts that there will be some 7.5 digital assistant devices, including smartphones with voice assistance. Uh, in use globally by 2021, that's up from 3.5 billion in 2016. I don't know if I want those things. I've never. I I know. Hey, what is it? Echo, turn on the lights. I, I just I'll flick it with my finger. I guess if you if you prefer to drive stick, you're not going to get these things. It's just like no, I'm not. I'm all for technology. I'm all for making life easier. But when it gets so easy that you just sit and exist like they did in that Pixar movie where everyone got fatter and fatter in the spaceship, where everything is done for you. I mean, really, you can't turn on a light. I was pissed off when they had that self-foaming fo- uh, soap. You know, you, you, you spray it out, you think you're going to lather up some kind of gel and it comes out already pre-foamed. I'm like, that's it. What what the hell? We're, we're that lazy, we can't even foam and lather up our own soap, but apparently not, so now we got to have these things. Echo, order me toilet paper. Ha <laughs> ha! A spokesman for Amazon and Apple didn't immediately respond to request for, for comment about the Google ruling. A spokesman for Microsoft Corp., which operates the Void Assistant, Cortana, declined to comment. Look at that. They're already going after... Look, there's four, four entities with the voice-activated assistant. What are you guys going in for antitrust on this thing now? Tuesday, Tuesday's fine is the latest broadside by European authorities against Silicon Valley at a time when tech firms face new regulatory challenges in the U.S. or elsewhere. Still, Europe matters. It remains one of the largest markets for these companies' wares, and Brussels is one of the three centers of gravity for global business regulation, in addition to Washington and Beijing. At the heart of the EU's case is what regulators believe is Google's outsize control over traffic, both to its own and competing comparison shopping websites. Typing gasgrill on Google.com, and often the first thing that appears is a set of ads which merchants pay Google with direct links to retailers. Well, so? Don't they have the right? You know, this is like uh, these these pioneers went out west and took advantage and, and of the uh, government land grants and then they started planting crops. Can you believe it? They started planting crops. Oh my God, we need to get in there and stop that. At what point, do you, do you, like, can, can you just let them grow for like 20, 30 years and then come in with the anti-regulatory BS? Can you just let them evolve and create some new technologies? And all right, all right. Yeah, all right, Google, you've had this long enough, and now you're starting to do some hanky panky stuff with it. All right, now knock it off. How long is, has, has these voice assistants been around? And yeah, you know what? It's Google's website, and they're that good, then they could go ahead and put the ads up. How are they supposed to make money? Can't believe I'm defending Google. Users will also see links for competing price. Comparison websites, which also charge merchants. But the EU says those links routinely appear much lower, giving Google an illegal advantage. Imagine that. If you're on somebody's property, they're going to put an ad up for their bar on their property and not their competitor's bar. Imagine that. Giving Google an illegal advantage. Google argues, argues users prefer links that shuttle them directly to the site where they can buy the product instead of going through another search website. In its decision, the EU detailed what it said for years were for years of abuses, including demoting the results of rivals and artificially promoting its own shopping service above all the real results. Those changes led to what the EU said was a 45-fold traffic increase in the UK, and a 35-fold traffic increase in Germany, which drops of traffic to rivals, with drops of traffic to rivals of 85 percent in the U.K. and 92 percent of Germany. Google's Mr. Walker said that the company believes its service benefits users and helps European merchants compete against bigger e-commerce giants, eBay, and Amazon. He added that European regulators also erred in not concerning Amazon and eBay as online shopping competitors to Google. Well, of course. I guess they're going after the Google search engine. Point to a 2016 study by marketing firm Bloomreach that said more than half of Internet users start the shopping searches on Amazon. The EU's fine is more than double what had been the bloc's previous record penalty for a company it found had abused its market position, a 1.06 billion euro fine to Intel Corp. in 2009. That's when corporations didn't have money. While the penalty is larger than many had expected, it's one of Alphabet can easily afford, considering it's $92 in cash and liquid securities on hand. I always like to point that out like what was it wells fargo got 185 thousand a million sorry 185 million dollar fine for that uh fake uh company credit card or cut setting up credit cards for their clients unrequested and you find out that in one quarter they made like 8.2 billion dollars or some ungodly amount what is google's hang on let me take let me type in what is Google's quarterly earnings? I'm sure they got three times that amount. All right, let's see here. Uh, beat earnings, revenue. Is this is quarterly, first quarter, 2017. Um. What was the total? You're giving me per per share. Oh, you know what, I should have just, I should have just clicked on NASDAQ. Hey, look, imagine that. People are recommending a strong buy for Google. Who knew? Stock chart, analyst summary, press release. Can we just get to the financials? Okay, here we go. Interactive chart. Fundamentals. Income statement. There it is. Uh, There's no data for this. Really? Really? You don't have any data. Honest to God. Hang on. Let's type in Google on Google. Maybe we'll get like an income statement. All right, let's do Yahoo Finance. Financials. Oh, it's been going down. Oh, that's today's trading. It's probably it's Trump's fault. Have you guys practiced that enough? Have you have you said it's Trump's fault? It's Trump's fault. Say it with me. Now. It's Trump's fault. Uh, guys, why don't the numbers populate? you got to be kidding me. Uh, earnings per share, $29.59. How many, how many shares outstanding? Average volume, volume, market cap. What is the price? $648 billion divided by 900 You know what? I'm not doing the math. All right, just trust me on this. Google makes more than enough. This is a slap on a wrist for them. Uh, As part of its decision, the EU ordered Google to treat rival comparison shopping services equally in its search results, but it left it up to Google to figure out how. Google has 90 days to comply with the order to change its services or faces penalties of up to 5% average daily global revenue for each day it doesn't comply. (laughs) And you choose to do business in Europe. That could mean no more shopping ads in Europe. Most likely analysts said Google will propose rebuilding the service. EU regulators may require Google to retool the system in a way that would allow results from competing comparison shopping sites to get mixed in and being easy to click through, blah, 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 blah. All right, all right, that's it. That, that's from the world of leftist corporations being shocked that they're being treated like evil right-wing corporations because, well, they are. Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? All right, I'm going to explain to you kids. I'm going to explain it again. This is what I saw, and it happened. This happened in a similar area over on the west side of uh, the Twin Cities, a town called Mound. This is by that big lake. Once again, Atham, look at the map. Uh, It would be Chicago's Winnetka, San Francisco's whatever the rich district is there, La Jolla in San Diego. This is the Lake Minnetonka area of the Twin Cities. This is where Prince sang a song or... Something about Lake Minnetonka. All the money's out there. All the money's out there. And I remember in the build-up to the dot-com uh, days, Danny Hecker, Tom Petters, and a couple other scumbags, not as no- notorious as those guys. You guys might have actually heard of them because they were—they made national news. But there was like a score of these lower-ranked wannabe scumbags. I'm going to read through this. I'm to gonna, I'm going to point out some things so that down the road, if you happen to work hard and save up your money, when some smuggy, cocky-looking, under-40 bleep comes up to you with his picture-perfect wife and he's driving a Maserati instead of you use being the idiot, being the more, oh, wow, man, he must know his stuff. He's he he he's got a Maserati. Or like, oh, wow, like he's really intelligent. Here's my money, Mr. Madoff Jr. You would look at him and say, cocksucker. That's what you're because <laughs> it's true. It's true. I don't try, look, I don't trust any young kid under 40 uh, that's driving her own fancy vehicle. I don't trust anybody over 40 who's driving because I've seen the balance sheets, people. None of these people make money. You're infinitely better off when someone comes up to you with an investment idea and they're driving a pickup truck and you know, they got their house. Yeah, hey, I can of invest in this thing. It kind of works for me. I don't tell a lot of people. Well, you got Slicky McSlickerson and his Barbie... <sighs> tried so hard not to curse because I hate these people so much. Not these individual people, but the type. But when you see it, when, you, when they come up to you looking like Ken and Barbie, and they have the perfect wife or life, and they drive fancy cars, they're not getting that money honestly. It's not their money they're using to buy these fancy things in these Lake Minnetonka homes. Even big names like Denny Hecker and then the idiot that bought the house after him. Oh. Bonds Point. Bonds Point. There was some idiot that bought Denny Heckers. Look it up, Bonds Point. B O N N. Bonds Point. It's on Lake Minnetonka, and I had to deal with this with this loan. <laughs> I had to deal with this scumbag. Because I was the the cap, and then and then the guy who bought it afterwards torched the place. It just these and this and and of course he was a forty under forty. He was this hot upcoming new investment dealer guy. It's like, yeah, if I don't see any dirt or grease on your hands, you're scum. Mound Couple. Mound is a far town over on the West side of Lake Minnetonka. Mound Couple's advancement scam ensnares 37 victims for nearly $1 million. That's not a lot. That's why I didn't make national news. But I'm just saying, now that we're in a nice little bubble again, the Dude Bros version 2.0. See, all the Dude Bros, now they're in their late 40s, early 50s. Now here comes the latest group of Dude Bros, these morons that don't want to work hard, and they're going to come up with some scheme. A mound Minnesota couple and their company are under investigation by the FBI and the IRS for an alleged investment scheme that proposed exponential growth. But a search warrant affidavit reveals how four investors grew suspicious of Jeremy Luden's Big Island Capital and the struggles they faced when trying to cash out. Of the 37 individuals who made deposits with Big Island Capital, 13 are known victims of the alleged scheme with t- deposits totaling $636,000. Not that big of a scam, honestly. I've seen people run way bigger scams and rackets and multiple millions of And that's small little community bank stuff. So this is small fry. I'm just saying this came up on my radar and it fits. According to the search warrant affidavit between May 2015 and May 2017, Luden worked through a network of associates and friends to solicit investors to invest in Big Island Capital by promising exponential growth through options trading. Hey, wow, never heard that before. Little options trading oh oh, wow, wow. Wow, that's that's high rate oh is that like a hedge fund london luden london london in, uh, provided investors with a written investment strategy including the following statement our investment strategy is cons- consisted of only options trading this isn't the buy low sell high keep the stock for a long time strategy that the majority of investors participate in options trading consists of buying of selling of contracts of an underlying company stock instead of the stock itself. This means your money grows further and your investment grows exponentially. With this strategy, there is risk. There's a chance that the price of the stock goes the opposite way, but your investment is protected with stop loss. This is such basic bitch template. I, and here's the funny thing is these people who are investing, these aren't poor people investing with this guy, and they still couldn't see like that's like, your your boiler template bs i would never this is why you always got to come talk to asshole consulting first if you're going to start a business you're going to look at an investment All right? then anybody who's slightly savvy on investing could have read through that and say oh it's protected with stop losses oh that's good hey because because uh, options exponential growth because reasons but don't worry stop losses Anyone could do this from home. You don't need this guy to go invest your own money. You could just go get a regular brokerage account that allows you to trade options, has stop losses, stop limits, limit orders, that type of things. You could have done it yourself. Well, hey, this guy's going to do something for you for, for, for a fee, like all your money. Between May 2015 and May 2017, $992,188 from 37 individuals was deposited to a Wells Fargo account in the name of Big Island Capital. The investigation was revealed that London met with potential investors at multiple locations during these two years to pitch his investment strategy and promised investors their funds would be used for options trading. Victims of the scheme were able to access online statements via web-based service at bigisland.capital, which is no longer available. Victim number one. One investor identified in court documents as victim number one, told investigators that London described the investment strategy as options-only trading that could double her money. On May 7th, 2015, London picked up a check from victim number one in the amount of $20,000. In total, victim one invested $191,000 and withdrew $72,500. Uh, the last name of victim one was able to access, oh, the last time victim one was able to access Big Island Capital was February 24th, 2017, where accounts showed a balance of $1.1 $1. 1 million and $967,000 after fees. Uh, around February 2017, victim one received a proof of funds letter. Oh, well, there you go. Dude, a seventh grader could have come up with this racket. I'm, I'm angry at the people who ran the racket, don't get me wrong, but how dumb do you, like, I don't really feel bad for you idiots. I don't feel bad for victim number one. Uh... On May 4th, Victim 1 sent a notarized letter to London demanding that her money be returned in full. Victim 1 in London met on May 16th, but London did not provide a check. He claimed he was in the middle of closing the brokerage account and transferring the balance, and he was unable to withdraw the funds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this girl, she knew what she was doing with the million. Why can't I find a gal like that? Hey, you got a million dollars you stupidly give to me if I come up with some fancy words and say options trading exponential stop losses? London provided Victim 1 with an account statement dated May 16, 2017 with a balance of $898,000. Victim 2 and three. Victim two and victim 3 met London through Victim 1 through the summer of 2014. Party! Hey! We're over on Lake Minnetonka! Yeah! With all the other douchebags! In the fall of 2015, they discussed investing in Big Island Capital as they had heard Victim 1 was receiving high returns on her investment. Well, it said so in the statement, right? Around 20, January twenty first, twenty sixteen, victim two invested fifteen thousand, which doubled in value by May twenty sixteen. Well, that is possible with options trading if you are trading on, on a volatile stock, according to the account statement. Based on the perceived success, victim three withdrew more than forty thousand from an Ameriprise IRA and invested it with Big Island Capital. Yeah, because that's just gonna go on forever. A hundred percent rate of return, and what is that? Six months. That's almost a two hundred percent rate of return, and. Four months. Uh, victim two invested a total of sixty-five thousand, with the most recent account statement of one hundred forty-nine thousand twenty-seven dollars. Victim three invested a total of forty-eight thousand, and the most recent account balance was eighty-one thousand five hundred seventy-nine. In early twenty seventeen, London told victim two and three their online account was no longer available, and that he wanted to meet all of his investors in person to discuss their investment goals. London said he was unhappy. With interactive brokers and was planning to move the money to Wells Fargo to help manage money movement taxes and statements. London said Wells Fargo would take twenty percent of the fund as a fee. <laughs> oh man. How did it last two years? How? I I know. See this gets back to the evil. See now now London did it wrong. He did it illegally. I want to take advantage of these type of people, but legally. See, I want to sell him lies. See, he's doing the exact same thing. He just did it wrong. He's probably a business graduate from the Carlson School of Management with a very average IQ. Had to go and party with the dude bros and had to prove everything to everybody. So I was like, how could I do it? How could I do it? They don't really think that less. One thing I knew about these rackets, especially the real estate developers, because they too are like your your aged Carlson School of Management dude bro ex-football players. They're not that bright. They're not that bright. And you you kind of watch them go on these various scams and to a slightly intelligent person, you can logically deduce that this scam will be figured out. Like there's no exit strategy. You'd be amazed how many of these scam artists, like have no exit strategy. Like, hey, let's convert it to precious metals and fly off somewhere that will never be seen again. There's no, there's no final ta-da uh, Great Houdini moment where you disappear with the money. They just, I don't know what, I really don't, that's why I, I'm saying they're not that smart. They're Carlson School of Graduate uh, Management graduates. They just are, they're so obsessed about being popular. And that's really what you're doing. That's what I saw at these guys. They're so obsessed about being popular that they got to go get boats. They got to be on Lake Minnetonka. It's, it's, like I said, it's the Winnetka uh, of, of Minneapolis. They got to have their cars and they're in their, they're pushing their 40s. Like, they never grew up out of that. And they're starting, oh my gosh, I'm over the hill, I'm starting to get old, but I'm not as popular as Chip McChipperson, the fourth, whose daddy worked at Cargill and, and, and mommy worked over at, you know, whatever, the state. Well, I'm not, I, I deserve it. And I think they're just so blinded by that goal in their life, to be the most popular kid on Lake Minnetonka, to be the most popular kid in, in Lake of the Isles, to own the fanciest house on, on whatever in North Oaks. That they don't think they're, they're scammed through. Like, even this two years of living the Vita of a loca here, they, they, all of a sudden, they're busted. Uh, investors start investigating. Around April 2017, Victim 1 and Victim 2 talk, spoke about their suspicion that London was running a scam. On April 9th, Victim 2 requested a withdrawal of 50000 with the check written by London Bounds. Oh, You think so? Victim 2 then requested a cashier's check from London. The setup... And set up a May 4th meeting. On May 4th, London victim two, and victim four, another victim, who had grown suspicious of the investment. Investment met to get cashiers' checks. London said he did not have the checks and blamed Interactive Brokers for the delay. See, by that time, you should be beating the crap out of this guy. Uh, three minute He didn't have the money. Claims He just returned to Connecticut, where he fired Interactive Brokers. Okay, here it is. Here it is. This is where I was. I was just gonna say, ah, this is just another. This is this is where the money shot. Maserati Lake Minnetonka boat. Victim 2 told investigators that Jeremy and Alex London have very nice cars, including a Maserati, two Range Rovers, and a Mercedes. Let's do some math. Just just to, to show you guys here. A Maserati, two Range Rovers, and a Mercedes. What does a Maserati cost? Maserati. Maserati cost uh why can't you just tell me what the prices are just tell me what the prices are here we go okay a maserati you're looking at about oh oh some of them are real nice let's just say 80 grand okay let's put that into the old calculator eighty thousand dollars all right what's the average cost of a range rover Cause Wifey just needs a Range Rover. Range Rover prices start at thirty six thousand. Really? Are that expensive? Are that that's what they start at. I thought they would be more expensive.
1: Uh,
0: Land Rover. Whoa. Hundred thousand? Really? Are they that pricey? That's forty thousand. Let's just say another seventy thousand for two of them. So that's uh, eighty thousand plus one hundred forty thousand. Okay, so we're at two hundred twenty thousand. What else did they buy? And a Mercedes. Average price of a Mercedes. let's go with the Al that's another that's another 60 60 alright we're at 280 and then uh, a boat what is a boat London also purchased a large boat in 2016 the victim two spotted at Lord Fletcher's bar on the lake of Minnetonka last summer uh as of May twenty sixteen, Alex Lunin took over the role of CEO from Jeff uh, Jeremy, according to Victim Two and Victim Three. ba booty booty boo. The only account open to interactive brokers under those names had a total of 30000 dollars. So here, here's what I okay, Maserati purchase say, Dame is victim's investment. Uh, for example, day one, victim invested 70000 London wrote a check for $71,000. Appreciates the Maserati Ghibli. Okay, so $70,000. All right, anyway, you add all this up. Let's just say another, oh, what's a boat? Let's say 50000 for a boat. I don't know how much boats cost. Man. So that's 300, $330,000. Now, again, they don't think through. Their, they don't think through. They don't think through. They only made off with uh, $990,000. And at least a third of that went to buy toys. This doesn't even mention their house. I'm sure they got some house that's where the horses are, are, are. There's a big horse community out in Mount. We had to do some loans back in the day and, like, oh, horses are worth something. Can we put them up as collateral? No, you can't. The land that they're crapping on, we could think about, but not your stupid wife's horses. And so here's a picture of them. They're all cutesy, couply. But again, these are not smart people. They took a third of the money. At least, look, if Old Captain's going to run this scam, I would like invest all of it and then hope to God the options go the way I need them to. Hope to God they do. And then if there was like a magical doubling of the money, then I'd cash out. Then I'd take the $330,000, buy all this worthless crap. They're probably leasing. No, he bought it. It said he bought it for $71,000, so he paid cash for it. And then I'd say, Oh, yeah, your, your investments went up 50%. Look at that. How awesome am I? And then hopefully rely on the naivete of these victims that they wouldn't bother looking it up. They just keep believing it. But it just, when I, when I, a buddy of mine, he's like, Hey, you gotta check this out. He says, Does it remind you of your banking days? I'm like, Yeah. Yeah. So look, guys, here's the deal. A- anyone under 40 uh, that is that is claiming that they're an investment guru, a real estate guru, they're just some big hustler, they're a mover and shaker. They got a deal for you. Anyone under 40 who has a deal for you, screw them to hell with them. Alright? I don't I wouldn't trust it. And then anybody over 40? And they're driving a least a uh, luxury vehicle. They're driving at least ve- a, a luxury vehicle, period, leased or not. Don't trust them either. You just don't, you don't trust them. Don't. I've never seen, like, if you get a large, okay, let's say uh, Marcus Leminis, is that the guy? Like, let's say one of the Shark Tank people came or somebody who was an established investor. Mark Cuban comes up to you and says, hey, I got this idea. And you'd be like, oh, well, that's Mark Cuban. I'd still want to see some audited financial statements. I've seen it where famous people, this uh, one guy, he came to our bank. He was the head of, uh, he's the guy who produced the Backstreet Boys, I think, or one of those boy bands. And I knew something stank because why is this guy slumming around at our low-ranked piddly bank? What is going on? So just because they're famous doesn't mean they have it. But if Mark Cuban came up to you and says, hey, yeah, I'm thinking about this investment. Got any interest? Now, I'd be suspicious why Mark Cuban's asking you, fricking nobody. If you want to invest, he probably has many, many other friends who make a lot more money than you. But I'm just saying, if there's someone you're going to trust, and Mark Cuban came, all right, let me see the audited financial statements. Of you personally, all the guarantors, all the investors, and then I want to see the financial statements and the forecasts and the projections that are audited and signed off by Price Waterhouse Coopers and Lybrand or some other established reputable accounting firm. So there's some times that you could go ahead. But when Slicky McSlick dick and Barbie Bimbo wife come up to you and like I oh got driving a Range Rover I got the Range Rover alone. I'm starting to think you put the Range Rover on par with horses. Nothing good has ever come from Range Rovers. Nothing good has ever come from horses. Nothing good has ever come from Range Rovers. That and those damn Lululemons. Those are big red blaring lights saying, hey, do not invest or have anything to do with this person. Range Rovers, Lululemons, and then and uh, uh, what was the other one? Horses. No, they have nothing to do with those people, male or female, have nothing to do with them. But trust you me guys, anyone ever coming up to you, I, I think we all know this. I, I know my listening audience isn't that dumb. But when you see just the hair in your neck goes up, cause you see Mr. 37-year-old mover, shaker, wheeler, dealer type of guy. And he's got that perfect smile and that perfect hair, and there's wifey poo. Hey, you're not cool like us. <laughs> you're not cool like us Del Mar kids with daddy's money. <laughs> no, you're not, and so you should give us more of your money. <laughs> Is your last name Dayton? No. Is your last name Cargill? No. Is it Kennedy? No. Then I don't believe you got any money. That's, all, that's how bad this is. I would actually trust Mark Dayton, our governor. Democrat leftist, worthless piece of crap, extraordinaire. I would actually trust him more because he actually has money and investors, even though none of it was his, he just inherited it. I would trust him a little bit more. Because like, he has it. He's got the real cash. These people are wannabes. All right. More sponsors. Uh, Poor Richard's Retirement, that's out. Available in paperback, Kindle, and audio. If you want to talk about real investing, real retirement planning, get that book. Don't go invest in Big Island Ventures or whatever. Uh, and when you—and if my book goes to the number one New York Times bestseller, guess what I'm not buying? I'm not buying a Maserati. I'm going to go buy land in New Zealand and South Dakota. I'm going to grow grapes as a vineyard and sell it to the grape people and then i might actually put in a distillery although my distaste for booze may prevent that i was always say, oh i'll have like a 50 year old scotch like "Eh, i don't even want it anyway so get poor richards retirement that is um the the retirement plan for everyday americans if you don't have enough saved up for retirement that is exactly for you that's who i wrote it for and most people pretty much everybody does not have enough saved up for retirement so please get that book before you start embarking on any other kind of like retirement planning and podcast. Just just get that book, short book, very cheap, paperback, Kindle, and audio. Essay is, is what it is. It's an essay. Uh, asshole Consulting, if you need questions, I got answers as long as you got money. Go talk to your older brother at assholeconsulting.com. And then uh, I'm rolling out the new service, the Life Improvement Plan for $10,000. I promise you nothing. I promise I will take your $10,000 and you might get $5,000 of it back. And if you do get $5,000 of it back, that means your problems will have been solved and you are no longer a loser. And you say, what are you talking about, Aaron? Basically, the life improvement plan is this. You're a loser. You're, staying, you're living at home. You, you, just, you just know who you are. You're a loser. And you know it. And you're sick and tired of being a loser and you want to change it. All right, fine. You give me $10,000 and for every major Improvement in your life, like getting a job, moving out of your home, getting your driver's license, losing 100 pounds. I reimburse you $1,000. So if you get five major goals, we set it up later, whatever you want to achieve in life, and you achieve them, you get $5,000 back. And then your net price, your total price you paid to stop being a loser is $5,000. And that is damn cheap to turn people's life around. You could spend literally 10 times that amount on therapists and never get your shit together. Because always, oh, how do you feel? Oh, Freud said this. Jung said that. Uh, they were doing cocaine, I guess. It, uh, it's your mother. Or oh, we could take a little bit. It's not It's not therapy. It's a bet. You're giving yourself a huge financial incentive to, like, lose weight. So contact me if you want to stop being a loser. I know a lot of you out there are. Not all of you. Not the majority, certainly. But there are some losers. I get, I get them. I get the emails, guys. I can tell they're losers because, hey... Hey, my life sucks. you know. I mean, this is what prompted it. I got sick and tired of... Because they're lazy. That's what it really boils down to. Losers are lazy. And they're, they're so afraid of work and labor. They're so weak that they'd rather be fat, disgusting, loser pieces of crap than actually turn their life around. And I got sick and tired of giving the same advice. Like, I can't make you change your life. You know exactly what to do. Stop being a self-pitying, whiny little brat. Stop blaming it on the autisms or the Asperger's or the ADHD's. And even if you have that, the course of action still remains the same. Stop shoving your mouth full of food. Go get a job. Talk to people. And so I I was like, how can I, how can I, because I hate these people. How can I get them to actually improve instead of – because then they never pay. That was the other thing. is I'd say, ah, it's going to be 35 bucks for a video, 25 for an email, and you'd never hear back from because they don't have the money and they don't want to work up the money. They'd rather just sit there and jerk off to porn. So instead of – that's one thing that very much angers me about, about life now is how people claim they want to improve their life or they want to do something – and then when you give them the opportunity, they don't. And that really pisses me off because it wastes my – and that's in part one of the reasons I charge with asshole consulting. Even told a friend of mine. He was like, yo, I should have you in charge of my finances. I said, dude and – I, I, and I'm not going to mention his name. I say, you're going to have to pay me at least $1,000 for me to even tell you what, what to do. He's like, what? I'm like, because you're not going to listen. I've told you what to do already, but you don't listen. You don't do. That's the other thing. You can listen, but if you don't do, it doesn't matter. And he's like, "Oh well, geez, man." No, no, no. It's like, "No, that's just what it is. You're not going to listen to me. You know exactly what to do. And 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 for me to tell you, and to, for you to disrespect me and not do like, you just wasted my time. And I don't know if it's wasting the time because I always get paid for it, but I guess it's also like slapping me in my face or ignoring my wisdom. The real pain is to see my friends and people I actually care about still like leg, still uh, not necessarily suffer. I mean, they do suffer, but they." They, they stagnate. They don't go anywhere. They don't improve. And it, it's just painful that I need to be compensated for it. And this is kind of one of those things. Like if I got to deal with these people that I have no respect for, and if there's going to be any chance or hope of getting these people to turn their life around, it's going to be – you're basically going to have to compel them some way. And I think having them bet on themselves is about the – and if they don't come back, if they don't achieve these goals, I get to keep all $10,000 dollars. That's what I'm banking on, That's because most people don't have it. But then there's a, a heavy financial cost, like, oh, crap, I just paid $10,000. It's completely their own fault. My lawyer wants me to contact her. <laughs> like, if you get anyone to sign this, you got to have this airtight. I'm like, yes, yes, I know, I know. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll talk to you first. Anyway, so that's the life improvement plan. If you'd like to advertise on the podcast, you can. It's $100 a month. we got uh, 3,000 listeners weekly on average. I also put you on the blog with a little banner ad. I also do a, a commercial for you. Uh, so that's a hundred dollars a month. No minimum, it's just, just one month. If you make money, cool. If not, don't worry about it. Don't don't take umbrage. I I like totally understand how you want to make money. And that's that's the life of an entrepreneur. So uh, but hey, yeah, awesome. If it makes you more money, we'd love to have you advertised on the on the Clary Podcast as long as it remains profitable to you. Chad Elkins at ElkinsCPA.com. If you're looking for an accountant, contact the, the Manosphere's in-house accountant, Chad Elkins, at ElkinsCPA.com. We have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. You could go to the podcast station, 405media.com. Not just Old Captain's there, but everybody else is there. It's like an actual station, so if you're sick and tired to listen to Old Captain, you can go there and listen to other people. Obsidian Radio, he's on YouTube. Kerry Lutz, we mentioned him before on financialsurvivalnetwork.com. Canto Talk, Silvio Canto, a good friend down in Dallas, Texas. Uh, he's on blogtalkradio.com. Canto Talk, spelled C-A-N-T-O. O'Shea Duke Jackson, over on YouTube, in charge of the Negro Manosphere. I gotta write an article for them. I should have had an article written today, but or yesterday, but I was too hungover to do anything, absolutely anything. Uh, BlowMeUpTom.com, Tom Likas' show. Tune in to St. Likas there. Cynical Libertarian Society, it's warning. He is very angry, and that's why I like him. You will probably disagree with him with a lot of things, but he is even more cynical and jaded than I am. So I listen to him to make myself feel better. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not that angry. Uh, and then Mitch Berg, Uncle Mitch, at 1280 AM, The Patriot. Uh, just, you could tune in, just look up Mitch Berg and you can uh, download the podcast there as well. Academiccomposition.com, if you... Oh, did I have to... Do I have to put his ads up? Oh, shoot, I forgot to put... Look at that, hey. Academic Composition. Maybe I did, I just forgot that I did. Academiccomposition.com, go there, starting this upcoming uh, school semester this fall... If you want someone to do your papers for you in college, also go there if you're looking for a job because Alex is always looking to hire writers and marketers. Both jobs are very boring, but they do uh, pay. And you can do them from pretty much anywhere you got internet access. All right? So it's not, don't, don't, I'm amazed. Everyone thinks, oh, this is boring. This is bullshit. It's like, what did you think it was going to be? You're writing other people's liberal arts papers, it's going to suck. I'd actually probably prefer to clean toilet bowls because at least there's some utility and production and value at the end of that. But you're getting paid. I understand it's not, this is not exciting things you're doing. But if you're hard up for cash and you have the ability to write, you can, you, can, you can live. You can make a living in cheap places as long as they have internet. So go to academiccomposition.com either as a client or somebody interested in working. Contact Alex. Let him know the old captain sent you. And he'll be uh, uh, happy... To, uh, to entertain hiring you. And he's always looking for clients, of course, as well. They also do resumes for $100. So for those of you who are on the job hunt, you graduate and you realize, oh, shit, we don't make that. Oh, there's no job. I, what? My parents and teachers and professors lied to me? I mean, I'm not going to have multiple offers of $50,000 plus? Well, maybe you need a little uh, a professional touch to your resume, of which it might be worth dropping $100 on Academic Compositions resume service. If you're looking for a voice recorder or someone to do some voice acting, may I recommend contacting Jim Fear? You can find he does the books for the old captain. Jim Fear 138.blogspot.com. That's Jim 138.blogspot.com. Go there, tell him that the captain sent you. And you can follow the captain on different social medias. We got gab.ai, we got minds.com. You can follow me on Twitter. don't know what happened with Twitter. Also, I'm approaching 5,200 followers, most of which are legitimate. And it actually means I'm bigger than most professional journalists like over at the LA Times or the New York Times. Certainly the Huffington Post. (laughs) It's so great when you see these articles written like, oh, the New York Times. But now I'm, I'm, I'm so accustomed now to seeing like literal nobodies. Like nobody. Like if you have the New York Times, if you write for the New York Times or the LA Times or any big traditional media, the mainstream media, and you don't have more Twitter followers than I do, you are a nobody. But then again, that's a testament to, to to what's just happened in mainstream media. They are nobodies. There's there's nobody left. You know, I don't think I've remembered like George Will. He was good enough that you know you'd say, oh, he he wrote some really good pieces. Even Paul Krugman, you may disagree with him. At least these guys wrote quality pieces, put some time and effort into it, and then start getting a following. Now, of course, because you got to pay George Will and Paul Krugman a lot of money, uh, now it's just like forget it. We gotta lower our costs. We're gonna hire. We're not even gonna hire. We're not even gonna pay. Huffington Post doesn't pay. It's like you can you can build up your portfolio it's saying you worked at Huffington Post. Oh my goodness, vagina. And then I look these people up. Like, okay, what's their Twitter followers? What's their YouTube guy? You know, and, and I know it's not the only way to measure it. But my God, if you're writing for these big magazines, these big time sites. And you have less Twitter followers than some moron like me with a blog and a podcast talking about, you know, Maserati Mike and his and his tr- bimbo trophy wife. You have less followers than wow. That is that is a testament as to just how crappy you are as a journalist. <laughs> just how utterly useless and pointless. Not only you, but the but the entity that's hiring you, the the website that that it's mean, just like really. Why don't you go get some really good? Ah, it's over. Right. It's over for you guys. It's over. It never was for Huffington Post. Uh, we also got my classes, The Analysis and Evaluation of Stocks and Stocks, Bonds, Investing, Oh My. Those are two classes you can take online. I still recommend you get Poor Richard's Retirement. Read that first, then maybe you don't need these classes. All right. But if you want to learn how to research, evaluate, analyze stocks, take the class, The Analysis and Evaluation of Stocks, and the other one, Stocks, bond Investing, Oh My. Uh, that's uh, introductory. Just search their titles. They're offered at hundreds of different places. Take them on. Well, you can only take them online, but take it wherever you get the best price unless you take it through your school and you want to get credit for it. Then you have to take it through your school. Be on your best behavior. There's no politics discussed. There's no, man, screw the baby boomers. It's a bunch of old grandma ladies that take this class predominantly. There's some younger people and some foreigners that take it. Uh, But nobody, this is not a political discussion board. Uh, So you can take the class. You can learn it uh if you do have uh an actual interest in that betterment if you're looking to invest in an ira because it's about that time although i don't blame you if you don't want to given stock prices but for let's just say for whatever reason you, you're like i got money i want to set up an ira all right please go through my betterment affiliate program all you have to do is go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com click on the betterment logo just like amazon they know you come for me you fund the account if you decide to go through with it and i get a little bit of commission uh, when the old captain pays off the house and when prices get a little bit better, which maybe never, the captain is going to go through betterment because I like these robo-advisors. Then we have my other final books, the best of the blog. They're called Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserved. If you like reading the blog but you don't want to sift through all the link posts and all that, you want to get to the meaty pieces, I have conveniently uh, conglomerated them into two best of Volumes, Captain Capitalism, Top Shelf, Captain Capitalism, Reserved. They are only available in paperback and Kindle. I'll probably be coming out with the third one here relatively soon because I do have to back up my work. You never know when Google's going to say, well, "I like your speech." Delete. I'm Like, oh, great. There went, there went all that work. Although, um, I, there's still some, some. There's always places to wander your mind and think about, but the economics is kind of, it's kind of done not because I've explored every facet of it and I'm getting bored, with, although I am kind of getting bored with economics and politics, but when you start realizing everyone's going to believe what you're going to say because they want to believe what you say and then there's people who aren't going to believe what you say because they don't want to believe what you say, it kind of makes the whole point of politics and economics moot and it moves it on to philosophy where it's, it's, it's more entertaining analyzing the, the psychology of leftists and denialism and the delusion, the mental illness that they have, when you could, you could present data right here, it is. It's like, okay, that is interesting. Why are you wanting to kill me? Because I just told you countries with higher tax rates don't grow as fast. What is, what is your personal attachment to that fact? Why do you even have a personal attachment, good or bad, to this fact? It's a fact. The sky is blue. Countries with higher taxes don't grow as fast. Get used to what? What do you? What do you care? It is what it is. Can you not let empiricism form your opinions, not the other way around? And they don't. So that's why I just kind of go more the philosophical route. Uh, and that's it. So comment, like, subscribe, share, write a review on Amazon.com of any of the books that you've you've bought. Please go buy some of the books, please. Uh, especially while it's Worthless Degree Awareness Month. We have Worthless and Reconnaissance Man, great books. And then, trust me, guys, I keep getting emails like, hey, I went to college and I didn't like it. I don't know what to do. And it's like, I wrote Reconnaissance Man just for that reason. <laughs> so for instead of paying me 35 bucks to give you a video response, go buy that book for 12 And you'll get a lot more detail. I know it's going to take you some time to read it. And you can get it in an audio book so you don't have to read. I know I should just shut up and take the money, which I do. And then I, then I on top of it, I say, you should go read Reconnaissance Man. And no one buys it. Highly rated book. Everyone likes it, and, and no one bought it. I was just like, God almighty. All right, that's it. Uh, check your nuts, gentlemen, for testicular cancer. Very easy, curable cancer. Ladies, same thing. Get your mammograms. Check out the breast cancer. And unlike Komen Foundation and football and baseball putting on pink stuff, uh, we actually care about you. We're not using it to virtue signal Or to um, say, hey, look at how great we are and pat ourselves on the back in the warm feels. I'm telling you to get a mammogram because I don't want you to die of breast cancer. That's basically it. So go get the mammogram, ladies. Guys, get your nuts fidgeted with and that's it. Oh, and you get the finger shoved up your ass if you're 40. Look out for that prostate cancer too, guys. All right, that's all we got. We'll see you kids later. Toodles.